Hello everyone, and welcome to Oxpeak Season 1, Episode 13, Oxford X Black History Month. Now, I don't have any announcements myself, but here's Olu talking about the Black History Month showcase at the end of the month, as well as twin memorials. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. On the quad on on February 28th, I don't know why I was going to say October, but from <laughs> 6 to 8 p.m., um, SGA is holding a Black History Month showcase performance, which I'm currently choreographing slash putting together. It's going to be huge. At 7, we're starting a performance that's going to involve a huge gospel choir doing a huge arrangement and then dance elements and then huge mixer after it just to get the crowd involved. And we're trying to like end Black History Month right with a celebration of like who we all are. All inclusive. If you all want to join in or just have a good time, don't be shy. Um, come pop out. Um, Absolutely. We're gonna if you're have, not black, respectfully go to the back. Yeah. So that the black students let, can be. Let them have a bit more. At the focal point. Yeah. It's, it's, no, <laughs> it's out of a place of love. We just need them to see this one today. Yes. Um, but <laughs> also, don't. Um, over there, there will be booths addressing like the twin memorials, which I do suggest you get involved in. Too. Um, it's an initiative to like set up memorials on this campus and I think Atlanta campus too. Um, very important. Um, you, we're going to have the Girl Scouts, uh, all different booths, just like hair care. Um, just come along. It's going to be a great time and I think it's going to be something special. So, Hello everyone, my name is Max Ackerman and no, I'm not the sponsor for this episode, but I am here to tell you about our wonderful, wonderful sponsor, the Tarbutton Performing Arts Center. Not only does Tarbutton lend Oxpeaks a massive piano in the middle of the recording room, but Tarbutton also offers the amazing opportunity for afternoon vibes. Picture this, it's the afternoon of February 7th and you just got out of sociology, you have a mountain of homework tonight. But you can't get started before you take a little <coughs> smoke <coughs> break. Um, and there is no better place to take a break than the sweet, sweet wooden bench in front of Tarbutton. The area has a pretty good cover to protect you from any EPD ambassadors trying to ruin your wonderful night. But I will say that it has failed before, and possibly for the better. Here's to the Tarbutton Performing Arts Center and all the wonderful experiences it has to offer. All right, hello and welcome to Ox Speaks' newest episode, Ox X Black History Month. Um, I'm Oliver, um, and I'm here with Chloe Minor. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm Olu Togan. All right, so we sent out a survey um, about Black History Month and um, Oxford College here. We didn't get too many responses, but that's okay. We're gonna have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and the first question was asking Oxford community and culture loves black students yes or no on a scale of one to five one being no five being yes the response we got was a one and a three um <laughs> what do y'all think about <laughs> these numbers I think they're tr true I would have said I would have said two I would have given it two yeah but I I can see where they're coming from with the one and three, but like, yeah, I'd pick the, I'd pick the lesser two evils and just go straight say two. But yeah, how come? Um, 
Oxford in its approach to black people is more of like we kind of just go here um, sometimes we we feel as if we can be overshadowed or just like talked down upon in our own spaces like classes that are meant to be specifically for us like just in topics and then we, we're hearing like oh this is what actually happened or this is what is going on and it feels like sometimes we our blackness can get demeaned yeah I agree like it kind of feels like like everybody is kind of in like their own sense of like oh we don't see color and then for stuff like black history month it's like oh now we're gonna do a presentation about this this uh, this black person that accomplished stuff and it's like if you don't include that in your like for professors like if you don't include that in your curriculum like year round mm-hmm. like it shows that you don't really care about mm-hmm. like inclusivity in it your teaching yeah definitely performative mm-hmm. also like how when the Braves won the World Series the dining hall like had a whole banner a flag mm-hmm. tablecloths like they went all out with the food and like mm-hmm. for Black History Month they just now like literally yesterday put up these little mini like plaques around the dining hall that you have to like really like go up to to see and it's like no special treatment or anything not gonna lie to you SGA made those and I and my girl Misha made those shout out to you but also like bless 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 her but like also i feel like that was more of like a student-led thing instead of like actual engagement for the black history month exactly that's my point like all the stuff that's happened is because of either students or Mm -hmm. clubs like there's a club called black girl processing space they're the ones that have been in charge of like the boots outside the student center Mm -hmm. that they had like the first day of black history month Mm -hmm. um and like um lunar new year and no, they weren't responsible for that, but the same day that they had the Lunar Year celebration stuff outside the student center, but that was for like two hours. Mm-hmm. And the school hasn't done anything like itself. Like, mm-hmm. I want to hear personally from Dean Hicks. We're happy you're here. But then again, I know I'm not going to hear that because there's a cemetery. Let me stop. <laughs> nah, say, say how you feel. Yeah. I'm just thinking that, like, I, like if it actually felt as if the students were meant to be here, because, like, we've had, we discussed this earlier in the year with, like, Oh, it feels like minorities are kind of just being pushed to like the outsides. Like, it, for example, minorities feel as if they got pushed into JRC and just left there, and international students. Like, it feels as if, um, just in general, people of color at this campus feel as if we kind of get the shorter end of the stick in some situations. Mm-hmm. One of the responses here said that, like, um, we're kind of forced in cr- into creating groups with ourselves because many people of other ethnicities don't understand us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when you do enter communities of others, it comes with stripping your blackness. Um, yeah. yeah. I can definitely say had experience with this already. So it's like, um, but no, I think like here, something that that is very common is like you'll have intermixing of like um ethnicities which isn't like it's not an issue it's just that sometimes it feels as if you can't be your authentic self and Mm. it like for example even having like friends that are like um not people of color it's just us talking and sometimes it feels as if hey there's a disconnect here and i can't even definitely that one there's definitely a disconnect and it's like i can't even like be my full authentic self whereas we may feel more comfortable in like groups with poc specifically just so we can like discuss topics that like we don't really need to feel like we need validation from exactly yeah i mean i'm gonna call it like it's like i'm a white girl over here Mm -hmm. talking about this like how did 
how is that yeah like, um i don't know never gonna name drop but like you know you know <laughs> mm-hmm. a di- like a friend and it's Wait, like <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway yeah no it's like around people like them we're just talking and then like they'll he'll be like actually no 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 this is how it is and i'm like i am literally living the experience oh, or yeah. when they're like trying to be like oh it's not that bad it's just you have to do this this and this i'm like i have been living this experience for the last 19 years i promise you it is never that easy but like what in order to like fit in at the school or just like be able to um have an authentic experience you have to just bite your tongue um and just go with the punches and say hey it is what it is yeah, i definitely have um had similar experiences like I have like a collective of like three white friends, I think. Like I'm not I'm not even lying. It must be nice. Like <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> like my entire friend group is just like black American and African. Mm-hmm. Um and so like my my three white friends, like they know who they are. And like I have I have <laughs> <laughs> like I have like some acquaintances, like of course. But um I've definitely had those experiences where talking to my like white friends, I know they love me mm-hmm. and I love them dearly, but there's some times where like like you said the disconnect and you can mm-hmm. sense it and it kind of honestly like hurts your feelings too because yeah. you're like talking to someone that you really care about and then it feels like like even though you know they care about you, they don't really understand like what you go through and experience and why like things like Black History Month or like even like Black Panther coming out like are so important to you mm-hmm. because it's like they don't you know they've grown up like differently they they were raised like they didn't really have to look for things like to feel seen and stuff yeah. like that so they can't like putting themselves in my shoes is like difficult for them i guess but you know i, I do my best i am i <laughs> i try and give them a little grace but i'll be on them <laughs> listen <laughs> i'll be like what was that you uh, called me a monkey what was oh, that <laughs> uh, porchman did you tell me to go back to the fields Oh. No, yeah, I definitely so like, give them grief. But. Definitely, like, never get, never let them feel too comfortable. But I also feel exactly. like, um, just being people of color in general, we always have like guards up to like um, make sure we don't get hurt. But like, it's really hard letting them down. And then like, if we let them down around specific people, it always ends up like punching us in the face. And it's like, yeah. with white people and specifically, it's like we need to um, just like it's almost like a second persona when we're talking to them because it's like we don't keep our entire thing and then like when when we like let's say we'll we'll speak as if we're talking in a prim- primarily poc space they'll get too comfortable and then be like oh we can do this we can do that and i'm just like that's not what this means it just means we're actually trying to become close enough which i guess it means we can't do that so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how does this like this feeling of like monitoring yourself transfer to the classroom because i Oh. There, some of the responses talked about um, black professors, mm-hmm. and one, have you guys had experience being taught here by black people, and two, is, do you see a difference um, mm-hmm. in a classroom when the professor has a different mm-hmm. ethnicity? I think, like, yeah. in the classroom in general, just being black in a cl- classroom already feels like a different battleground, because it's like, hey, we have to compete already, but we also have to, like, look deeper into like some of the things that many of many other students may not recognize to like have a tie to like let's say intersectional um relations between poc or just things like that and it's like um why not why not just like allow us to be our authentic selves in classroom instead of having to like basically 
fit the format for what the class wants like for let's say English or um, just like human many humanities classes when they talk about race it's more of like oh it's this objective instead of like adding on the nuance of like hey this is how it affects the people this is how like it leads to other things and I think like um, looking at blackness slash being a person of color in general um, as one dimensional doesn't like open up discussions in class yeah um, I had a black professor last semester um, Dr. Dow love her actually one of my favorite um, she taught African-American studies and um, I liked how like because I mean I felt comfortable in her class just simply because she was black and I didn't have any other black professors but like I could go to class in like my bonnet and she wouldn't even like comment on it whereas like if I went to class in my bonnet and like Solomon's class or something I feel like he would be like oh you're ready for bed huh or something like that to oh. try and be funny <laughs> and it's like sometimes um the stuff that some of the like non-black professors say like they think that they're being like allies I guess but it like comes off very you know not 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 genuine yeah yeah and so like I think I don't even know where I was going with that also like the teachings like in African-American studies um mm -hmm. we obviously learned about like um things like relating to black trauma and stuff but we also like learned about like achievements and like stuff like that like positive things and I feel like during Black History Month especially, like, um, non-black professors focus on, like, the traumas and, like, the people that helped us out of those traumas or, like, mm. like M MLK, like, Malcolm X, like, people like that. And it's, like, that's fine. Like, they're important to black history, too. But, like, but don't forget, like, the other historical... Like, it's exactly. all, it always feels like they pick the same pool of, like, oh, Rosa Parks sat down, Malcolm... Yeah. Malcolm, like, fought against, like, racism. Like, MLK's marched. Like, what do something different like talk about instead of having your our story be black trauma let's talk about like all the things we've contributed like for crying out loud we made most of the music that is around exactly. um we mm -hmm. like help innovate technology we help we, we grow and transform pop culture as it is today it's like exactly. things like that we need to celebrate like the we need to focus on the celebrations instead of like continuously like like being rooted in our black trauma because i feel like when and all you hear is negative is negativity and like all that's completely around in your newsfeed it's hard to be like excited about being like being black in general so yeah and also like a lot of people like seem to think that black history is just like history because i mean mm -hmm. well like yeah but like black history is current too it's in the present we're still like we're still history. exactly so it's like history we could talk about like like i was talking about one of my white friends mm -hmm. i was like Oh God! I was like, "Why is I was like, why is Black History Month important?" And he goes, um, <laughs> "I'm really about to expose him." He goes, <laughs> he goes um, "Like you know, um, to remember like Black History and shit." <laughs> he knows I love him. He knows he. Is it? He's not gonna listen to this. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> he's not gonna listen to this though. <laughs> but love, love you though. Um, but like, I was like. I was I actually got mad at him like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie I got mad at him and then like I, like we had a conversation the next day and I was like first of all and I explained like back to what I was saying in the beginning I explained like black history is not just about history like mm -hmm. it's about the present too for like, crying out loud yesterday was history exactly. and that, like it can be every single moment up to now and I told my other I told my other white friend I told them both I was like I was kidding partially but I wasn't kidding mm -hmm. <laughs> 
They know me well enough to know. Anyways, yeah. I told them. I was like, every day of Black History Month, I want a new fact. <laughs> and then um, one of them, like, started coming to me with facts. But that, that stopped after, like, the third day. And then, you know, the other one didn't at all. So I was like, where's my fact? And, like, um... If you don't bring me a fact, you owe me five bucks. Yeah, I was like, if you don't give me a fact, you're racist. Right. And then, um... <laughs> he, like, um... Would, like, um... Like, he gave me one fact. But like before that it was like um it was like mainly jokes and stuff and like i want to i will admit i was laughing because some of them were funny but um like i was telling him like you could literally tell me something about like your favorite rapper because mm -hmm. like they're black like it still counts like people seem to think that there's only one category to black history like if you don't tell me something about malcolm x then it's like null and void but you could tell me something about tupac you could tell me something about polo g for god's sake like right. y'all have kanye's now naming your mouth so often like at least talk about him being, talk about him come on exactly so looking at like black history in general can we focus it down to oxford like how do you see oxford history and black history intersect listen i'm not even gonna <laughs> lie to you sometimes when i walk by case cottage i can feel um I can feel the Confederate soldiers looking down at me like, who is this monkey walking around? But, like, not even gonna lie, Oxford, um, when it feels like just addressing the POC community, it feels like we're kind of, like, trapped here because Oxford itself, um, definitely, like, small, small liberal arts college, so we're kind of safe here. But if we try escaping or, like, going out, we have to go all the way to Atlanta, but, like, Covington is, like... Yeah low-key you can walk down and probably get called the n-word like just going to the, the grocery better store flags in covington Co square like they fly and it's like statue in covington square no like literally like where it's been debates in like our class like for african-american literature where we're talking about like how um if that monument like still like if it's holding any significance and we're like no put it in like a museum or some stuff but you know wait a minute mm -hmm. you're taking african-american literature and you said you've never had a black professor mm-hmm yep yep Stop. Stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we still love Dr. Ivy. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, what else is there? It's just, like, in Oxford itself, it feels as though, like, being black is just, I don't know, kind of like a quota requirement. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's never like we actually um, get focused on unless we have to do it ourselves. And then... Um, people feel as if it's the need to complain about um, the way we conduct our lives. Mm. Being like, oh, we're too aggressive, or hey, we're being too loud, or like, that has nothing to do with this class. And I'm like, I promise you everything I could talk about could find a way to relate back into this topic, but... Oh my goodness. I'm about to go on a tangent a little bit. Okay. So this is something that bothered me, and like, I was thinking about it for a long time, and like, my friends and I were like, talking about it. Um, during the Super Bowl, right? I hate football. I don't watch football. Everybody knows that. Everyone that knows me knows that. Mm -hmm. um, did go to the student center to see the halftime show, because Mary J. Blige yes. didn't know 50 Cent was going to be in there, but he was. And Snoop Dogg. And like, Eminem. People I don't like him in him. Now do I, but like, come on. He was right. They had to pick the token white boy. They sure did. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like, first of all, Eminem, that's, that's what I'm going to talk about too. Eminem is so problematic. Like, everybody's, like, most celebrities are problematic. But you literally say the F slur in your music. And like, it's black, okay, it's black history month. Like, I know they had to have, like, one non-black non person, like, mm -hmm. to perform. To show, like, But did you? But did you? <laughs> No. No, I and feel like you could have left Snoop Dogg there and people still would have gone wild. <laughs> right. You, you had Mary J. Blige. Like, Dr. J. Like, Right. Like, this is had... the thing for me. The thing for me is, 
we're in the student center, right? Mm-hmm. My friend and I are talking about, oh, like, when it first started, we were like, oh, the volume must not go up any higher. Because um, no. we couldn't really hear. No, and, that's just you know, that. everybody, like, there was the occasional person, like, bobbing their head to Dr. Dre, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tell me why, when Eminem comes on the screen, <laughs> not only does everybody go batshit wild crazy, right? they like, get up. whatever. Yet. Like, <sighs> They get up, Oliver. They get up, Ulu. Yo. They go to turn the volume up. They're like... All the way. I'm like, hold on. It's giving very much... I don't give a... Can I curse? Yeah. It's giving very much... I don't give a fuck about these black people. Right. <laughs> but when this white man comes on the screen during Black History Month... Like, this black, yeah. This white man that says the F slur... This white man that is terrible... Like... And, it, and he wasn't even singing a good... Like... Hot take. The song that he was singing wasn't even like a No, no, like no, 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 no. Listen, like you that. all can argue with your mama. You can try Jesus to do everything. Just, <laughs> you know, for a fact, that was not one of Eminem's best songs to perform. No. Come on. And it was giving microaggression. It was giving, like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't know who Mary J. Blige is. I don't care about uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop I don't care Do- about Kendrick. I don't but care about Dr. Dre. When Eminem comes on, I'm going to turn that shit up. Right. And I didn't right. like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Found it funny, but. All right, something that was brought up in the survey was um, black students being forced to represent all of the black community in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> last semester, <laughs> I was in this class called um, History of American Languages, aka Linguistics, with mm-hmm. Novikov. Um, thought he was a very kind man. Um, don't have anything personal against him but i just you could tell like he does not know how to like teach something like like revolving around like black like black culture or like if it was it was um the lesson was about african-american vernacular english and or aabe or ebonics as it was formerly known um ebonics no more yeah and so um he would play videos right and it was like there's this one video this black woman talking about um like um the was the habitual b like if i'm saying like oh like like he be he be over there every day like that means like he's over there like a lot he be Mm -hmm. over there he be doing his thing and then the man that was interviewing her was saying like um how do you say like he was trying to get her to translate sentences Mm -hmm. into african-american vernacular english i'm like and she was saying oh it doesn't work that way like some things stay the same it's only certain things have changed and he Mm -hmm. kept trying to get her to say like Mm -hmm. oh well translate it like basically saying like Basically, trying to make um, trying to make African American vernacular English seem into like, like the white standard. exactly or like um, kind of trying to put it down at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then um, my professor would play videos like that, and then he'd like stare at me, or like he would ask me questions, like he'd single me out during discussion, and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Chloe, like, do you know about this?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No," like I said, "No," because I didn't know what it was talking about. And it's like just because I'm black does not mean I know all or have all the answers about black history or like black exactly. language in the past. Like I, I had no idea what he was talking about. Like I wasn't even lying. Because if I wanted to lie, I could have. But mm-hmm. like, no, I think one language? of the biggest things for people to understand, especially people of color who um, kind of view black people as just like a competition or something. Black people are not a monolith. Meaning, if someone does something, we're not we're not all guaranteed to follow the same structure. Like if some. I also think, like, this could tie into a different conversation about, like, using the word, like, the N-word in general. But it's, like, you, like, just because I said something doesn't mean somebody else is going to say the same thing. So on and so forth. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with your friends. And it's, like, um, when you look at black people and 
also compare them to one another. I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't put on this earth to compare, compete with anyone until, until that person has given birth to me or is the reason I'm going to be put in a grave. They're not important in like, they're not, they're not vital in my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're going to dictate how my life is, um, observe how it's handled. And I think it's like, um, understand that my, my individuality doesn't like represent oh this multitude or this group or this group it's like we're all ourselves and i think it's like for example i think uh when this white this white friend we know um we all know him very, very well when he whenever he would compare me to like this let's say one black kid he knew back home i'd be like my friend that's great and all but what's that have to do with me because i'm not this i've straight up said what's the point and what's that have to do with me and some like i'm not gonna lie i've gotten heated sometimes because sometimes they'll compare me and i'm like i'm i understand that like you had this one friend i understand there may be some similarities between us but i'm not him i don't represent him he doesn't represent me we also didn't have the same life like i understand like many issues within the black community can be similar but it's not like one size fits all like you it's not as simple as just saying hey we're all we've all gone through the same thing so we must have like uh like we all just naturally understand each other like no so we still have to like communicate within the black community we still have to like raise each other up and be, like um like show that we're there for each other and i think it's things like that are the reason why people think oh we're all alike because we when in reality we all just try and care for one another so because that, that brought me a lot of black joy that night <laughs> That I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was really hilarious. I don't I'm, even. Know. I'm recording. Oh. Oh. So here's the thing. Um. Gonna talk about Black Joy, but we're also gonna talk about a situation that occurred in a certain group me <laughs> during a few days after the start of Black History Month, which I thought was pretty funny. Um. But yeah, let's Black Joy. Black yeah. Joy. Black um, Joy on campus. I think that. I think that's Um. First of all, I want to say, like, I don't think people really care about Black Joy. Mm -mm. Like, I feel like Black people do. I feel like, mm -hmm. like, real allies do. But, like, the allies that are like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm an ally. And then don't do anything. Like, just, mm -hmm. like, check up on their Black friends during, like, difficult times. Or, like, just, like, tone deafness. Like, making comments or, like, posting. Like, I've seen on social media. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. If anyone knows, like, the history of Lake Lanier. You, you guys know the history of Lake yeah. Lanier, right? So... Yeah, it's like and the one where like they keep dumping all the yeah like they basically drowned this like black it was like another black wall street and they drowned it um first of all they drove all the black people out mm -hmm. like by saying they were going to kill them and stuff and then they and then drowned they their entire city and made a man-made lake called La lake lanier um all the and people just are, some people are still down there like yeah and when you go down there you get like a really heavy feeling because it's like this used to be like a thriving community and now look at it like yeah and so like just like tone deaf comments like on instagram like we know the, the whole graveyard thing that happened like at the beginning of last semester do you guys right the graveyard thing? I don't like know. posing the, the two girls that posed in front of the graveyard oh no mm. really mm -mm. Oh. yeah and they were like oh stomping on um they the first caption was like um was it like um it's like quirky fun things like girls doing quirky fun things and then they later changed it because they realized i guess or people told them so they then changed it to what they thought was better but really wasn't better stomping on confederate graves 
and it was like literally just cutesy post pictures in front of the graveyard mm-hmm. um and so like i posted about it on my instagram i was like first of all why are we doing this mm-hmm. second of all just why are we doing this this isn't like like this yeah and i got into like a like debate with the person that posted it like mm-hmm. um saying oh can you please delete what you said on instagram and i was like no i'm not deleting mine until you delete yours and acknowledge that what you did was not cool mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like a half-assed oh sorry that i did that and then okay now delete mine so it's kind of it gave it gave more i don't really care that what i did upset you mm-hmm. and your community it's more um, of like if you do this then i'll do this yeah and, and it's more of like is, preserving my reputation mm-hmm. which i also um, feels like is like a very prevalent thing like when it comes to black choice we're not really like anytime we have issues where like we're talking about like hey this is what's going on in our community or anytime we actually feel like we can celebrate it feels as if like people want to come in and be like what's even the point like it's not that or they're like it's not the big of a deal and i think when you understand that like when for 400 plus years you felt like your life didn't matter and you were being chained down and every single time you try to take a step someone cut off your heel um I think like it's a question of not it's like in our current life today like you've seen our political climate we all experienced like the last few years um we've seen like the injustices like come on we've seen we've witnessed it all and i think it's like now we understand that um when people are asking like what's the point it's like you didn't have you it really felt like you didn't have to ever ask if your life was in question if your life was like um if your life actually mattered like sometimes it feels like when you see all the things that go on on tv it feels oh or just like on the news or in the media you feel as if hey we're just like another sad story or another statistic waiting to be put on that screen or another hashtag or god for god forbid like a really badly edited photo on the back of a t-shirt like it's things like that where like we have to take every bit of joy we can get and like in order to like keep living a life that like doesn't want us to be here but it's like um instead of like being so focused on our trauma i think we need to start like again finding that black joy with within us like i think we one of the best things i've seen about the um people of color community on campuses especially the black students is that we're able to like find joy in like the smallest places like mm-hmm. um what, when we're having like those like the let's for, for example the african student mixer we just like all be breaking down into our dances and it's like it's like we get to like communicate and just like share our pizzas of our culture and then we can all like hype each other up like you'll have people just yeah. like scream like eh! <laughs> and then like um like i remember like was it last week when we went to a birthday party that was like oh, mostly, Freaknik? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we went to that and like it was a mix of people but it was all like we were all celebrating like it, it was happy and it was like the best parts of being you know like because it was like we were all happy we were all sharing we were all like like i remember some of us were going outside to do um mm-hmm. activities <laughs> and as we were all out there we were just talking we were just all like crowding around the person who was um providing activities for us to do and we were just like <laughs> all talking about our experiences and we we were all just like sharing and um i think that was also like the first time on oxford i felt like the connect between atlanta and oxford wasn't as big as it was because like it was the atlanta kids too who were also like communicating with us they were like hey i didn't know this was going on or i didn't like it's whenever we talk it feels like we're catching up like an old friend it's like it doesn't matter how long we haven't seen each other we can always our differences are bridged by like by like just black exactly shared experiences Mm -hmm. I think um, I was going to talk about how sometimes like on campus it can be difficult to find joy in predominantly like white spaces um, because there's like 
you'll you'll think you're, you're having like a great time or you will genuinely be having a great time and then there's like that one comment that someone makes that's like ignorant and then kind of like ruins the whole like sets sets a new tone for like the environment or like um you know it's just like you can't always like no matter how comfortable you feel like there's mm-hmm. still some things that you'll like think extra hard about before you say or like choose mm-hmm. not to say and i don't think that should be the case like you shouldn't have to do that um like out of fear of how your friends are going to react or whatever but um i definitely agree um i love my friend group i love my friends mm-hmm. um specifically right now i'm talking about the black people yeah um love love my wife they know i love them i don't have to say that but right now but right now i'm talking the about the black to the back <laughs> immediately this is all the caucasians to the back POC right now. Immediately. POC love. I'm <laughs> going to spread it right, right now. You, all the pe- people of color on this campus, and like honestly, everyone on this campus besides like, um, you know, um, <laughs> all the people on this campus like really try their best to like create an atmosphere of inclusive inclusivity. And I think it's like with the people we know or like the people we do come in contact with, they are always or most of the time willing to listen. And if if not, like we're always willing to like check them and be like hey that's not okay we're and then they'll like most likely try and change and i think that's like one of the better parts of this community which is not something that like is new but it's like something it's refreshing because it feels as if like it's not our responsibility but it's more of like um it's more of like the, an opportunity to ex- like understand or explain what's going on and how we feel so also um it's it's been nice like within my friend group because like there are like cultural differences like um for me i'm just black american like a lot of my friends are like african-american like their parents yeah their parents are actually like or they themselves are actually from like ghana or like um yeah nigeria um mainly parents and then they're but anyways um it's nice to have like that it's nice to feel like connected to like your like ancestral background because like um on my dad's side i am nigerian and i always wondered like what it would be like if i actually knew like my culture like Mm -hmm. my authentic culture and not like you know have to like do research about it to find out like what my ancestors did and like what they liked and stuff like that and so it's nice to have like my friends and then my friend jordan like his mom will like make like jollof and like um, traditional dishes for us and like (laughs) oh my goodness i don't know (laughs) like when i tell you like Jordan already knows. His mom knows too. Like I be dreaming about Jalop. Like I'm no, not listen, even shitting you. Listen, like it's so oh my good. God, it's it's so good. Listen, it changed my life. Black History Month <laughs> showcase. If y'all want, I'm just saying. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think within the community, like we have on campus, like we get to share our experiences. Like she was saying, and I think it's like um, me specifically. Like I'm a second generation immigrant, so like my parents, like like 2000, they came to America from Nigeria that was her first time and it was like my mom was a student my dad was just like married to her so they knew each like it was new and i think it's like um i got to see how like let's say i wouldn't even call it the other side like a new perspective lives like for um primarily like black students instead of just like african-american students like i got to see experiences that like hey um being an immigrant or like being descended or actually knowing where you come from is a lot easier and a lot nicer than like having to try and find like an a um like something that can fill that space that like was taken away from us at a time and i think it's like things like that where we're able to like create um little bonds within our group is what makes this community special i think is something that shouldn't be like ignored so 
agree. Well, you did a little like plug earlier, but are there any spaces, specifically events that will create uh, this community you're talking about? Um, besides the group, me, when Miss <laughs> EP, oh. EPD Ambassador, <laughs> mm-hmm. you want, y'all want to talk about that real quick before I pull up? Cause that, that was something that, that really was something. All right. Uh, did I ask a question? Yeah, so like, where on campus can people find community space that you were talking about? <gasps> on the Atlanta campus, yes, there is a black student union, like, um, there's, like, they have, like, a house, not a house. Is well, yeah, there is a BS, spaces, BSU, or? yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a little space inside um, the building next to the student center and the dining hall mm-hmm. that they have, like, minority spaces. They have, like, um, a room for um, LGBT, LGBTQIA plus students. They have um, 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 Hispanic student space. They have black student space. And I love going in there because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. Yeah. And then like on Oxford itself, I feel like you can usually, um, we go inside the dorms and like just communicate or we go inside like one of the study spaces and just like debrief about what's been happening. Mm-hmm.